This is CliffCentral.com. Animal Central on CliffCentral.com. Hello and welcome to Animal Central on CliffCentral.com. This is the only show in South Africa dedicated to animals and the people that love them. Today is a very exciting day for me because um, as of today I am your permanent host. Lucky for me, possibly unlucky for you, but um, the amazing Sharon Dale has hung up her microphone for now and will be focusing on her magazine work. Um, I wish to thank her for her dedication to the show and for eyeing me up as her replacement. Um, I've got very big shoes to fill, but I'm very excited and ready for the challenge. So I've called in quite a couple of my friends today for moral support because it is a public holiday. And I've also brought my Gus in to studio for moral support. So if you hear some odd noises in the background, it's Gus. It's none of the guests or myself, I promise. <laughs> um, as we all know, today is the Day of Reconciliation, um, which is a day aimed to foster reconciliation and unity um, after apartheid. Now, I would very much like to extend this aim um, to animals too. And I've called in my best friend onto the show, <laughs> Danielle Ashcroft. How's it, dude? How's it? <laughs> um, because... I'm using her as a guinea pig. Um, there are so many animals in this world that people um, hate or are afraid of, and it's usually because these animals are quite smart and they've been able to adapt and live alongside us in ur- urban areas, and sometimes they find their way into our homes. So Danielle <laughs> is my best friend. She's been best friends with me since, what, we were how old? Oh, 16, 17? Yeah, we were tiny whippersnappers. Yeah. And Danielle's never really shared my obsession with animals. <laughs> I've always been a bit of a crazy animal person, and Danielle's just looked at me a bit weirdly. So Danielle's found herself in a very, um, I think it's fortunate, but for her and most other people would think it is unfortunate situation. Would you like to explain to our listeners what's happened? Yes. So in the space of one week, I've had four bats in my house, a two-bedroom place, four bats. Not ideal. And these bats, have they've, they've been live? Yes. Uh, one crawling on my bedroom floor, another flying around my bedroom, and two crawling up the back of the couch while I'm eating dinner. <laughs> so as you can imagine, this was very traumatic and Danielle actually left her house. She moved out. I actually had to pack up my bags and leave for the night. <laughs> so she is now fondly known as Bad Girl. <laughs> but as you can imagine, this is a bit... It is traumatic. I think it's really cool because I'm an animal freak. Of course you would. Yes. But uh, But no. I'm very proud of you. So the reconciliation that I'm talking about is that m- some people would have killed them. Yes. And you didn't. Um, my first thought was to get a can of doom and kill it. Oh, God. But I thought, no. Listeners, no, you cannot use doom on mammals or animals. No. And ba- it, they, it was just too freaky. And I thought, no, there's no ways. I'll probably have bad luck for the rest of my Good. life. Correct. So b- next best thing, Tupperware the thing and chuck it outside and let it free. Brilliant. So you did the right thing by not, by not killing them. It's been very unfortunate that there are so many that have come into your house. I think I, I had a sus out of her place last night over a couple of glasses of wine. <laughs> and I think what's happened is you've got um, there must be a roost somewhere. So they're breeding somewhere near. And these are the juvenile. Because I saw the photo of the bat that you showed me. These are young young bats. Yeah. So they are just learning how to fly and feed and all of that. And they're coming in through your windows. Um, so the reconciliation that I'm speaking to is that you've done a very good thing by not killing the bats. Yeah. And I want you now to work on this week 
by opening your windows again because it's not healthy yeah. to live in a house with permanently closed windows. Or next best thing, just get aircon installed. Yes, yes. okay, that's, that's also a very safe solution. So I would like to take my hat off to my best friend <laughs> for reconciling her phobia with bats and for not killing them. So listeners, if Danielle can do this, you can do this. So this applies to snakes that make their way into your house. If a wild animal comes in, they're just looking um, for food or shelter generally. And if you don't, if you don't mess with them, they're not going to hurt you. I had a, a thrush fly into my house this morning. Gus tried to hurt the thrush though, so Gus doesn't get a point for reconciliation today. Okay. But we'll we'll work on that. Thanks, matey. I'll try my best. Well done, Dan. Well done. Yeah. Good job. So now, um. I have two wonderful guests, other guests. It's not just about my best friend and my dog today. I have two other wonderful guests. One is also my friend. We study together. Her name is Dr. Nolene Fanneberg, and she's a vet from Fairlands Vet. Hello. Hi, Knowles. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And then we have the wonderful Tanya Nell from K9 Best Friends. Hello. Hello. Hi. So I think that it's important that we have a chat today. On what I theme Christmas cruelty Because it's such an awesome time of year for humans And we all get very festive And have a great time and have a holiday But it's actually a really bad time of year for dogs and cats And the animal welfare organizations People and shelters That care for these animals mm-hmm. Tanya, you're, you know you, are, you obviously experience a lot of this Tell us a bit about Canine Best Friends Yeah. Um, well, Canine Best Friends Is, is something that was born out of a um, you know I've been involved in animal welfare for a number of years mm-hmm. now um, and you know just arriving here today um, I've had a number of phone calls um, you know the holidays have just started and a lot of people are only leaving on holiday yeah. now um, and I've come from boarding kennels where um, an organization pause rice that I've also been yes. involved in for, for a long very long time um, board rescue animals um, okay. along with um, people that are actually go on holiday you know and we, we're just going into the holiday season mm-hmm. now um, but already there's so many dogs and, and cats that are um, are, are astray yeah. because people go on holiday they don't think about um, what they you know mm-hmm. uh, how they leave after them. who's looking mm-hmm. after the the, the, the um, do- dogs and cats um, they either leave them with um, the the domestic workers or mm. the gardeners or somebody else mm. or they have friends and family or the neighbors taking care of those those dogs and cats um, people don't really look at uh, take on the responsibility yeah. as they should uh, they don't really worry about it as they should mm. um, so they it's, it's not really it's not their responsibility exactly. so they don't really worry about it as they should yeah. um, they just go and put down some food and water you know we have a heat wave thankfully mm. we've had some rain in the last few days mm-hmm. but uh, uh, the, the last couple of weeks we've had Terrible heat waves. Mm. Um, the dogs uh, and cats don't get enough water. They're going to look for water elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so we, we've we've already seen a lot of stray and animals, increased. and we're just now going into people actually going on holiday. Exactly. So we're seeing an enormous number of, of cats and dogs that are stray, um, and we get the calls, and people just don't bother looking for their dogs and cats. That's awful. Um, so that's a terrible part of this time of the year for us um, in, in yeah. animal welfare. Um, so um, just to answer your questions in terms of canine best friends, it's just uh, um, I've started that um, mm-hmm. as, a, as a freelance just to help network and, and rescue, etc. Um, it's more from a behavior point of view. Okay. I, I do a lot of behavioral work um, uh, for organizations um, uh, and, and networking and, and rescue work that we do. Um, but it's part of a, a, a very wide network. I mean, there's so many organizations out there that do this, mm. this similar type of work that mm. we do. And this time of the year, we need a lot of help yeah. uh, from the public out there. 
um, and just uh, the general public. And we ask uh, people that own animals that they just take a little bit of extra of care, care this yeah. time of the year. And you have to. I mean, it's not, you know, people don't realize how much more there is to owning a, to owning a dog or a cat. I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they're slightly aware of the costs, the veterinary costs, but then your boarding fees as well. I mean, mm. it, it costs a lot. And it's quite interesting because I, I, when I was doing a bit of research about this, I thought, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have like the pet house sitters, the pet sitters association on. And I was quite shocked to find that there isn't one. No. <laughs> I was going to say, did you manage to find yeah. one? Yeah. So, Nolene, because that for me is concerning because what what you you're a vet you're a vet because you studied and you're qualified and that's how you're a vet but what exactly. makes someone a pet sitter someone that says they'll do it i suppose there isn't yeah. i don't think there is actually such a thing no. and i think i understand the challenge for people wanting to go on holiday i do understand yes. that and i understand that and i mean kennels this time of the year boarding kennels are full yeah exactly this is, this and they're full months in advance you mm. need to book mm. months in advance it's a wonderful time of the year for them i yeah. understand that as well um but i think if if people um they get a lot of they have family and friends that stay behind mm-hmm. they have um and they they pay um their their, their children or, or or university yeah. students to do that i mean there's this they can ask around yeah. and they can get that done but i think it's just explaining the responsibility better yes. and 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 having that uh, and, and having making, checks and balances like yes. when so generally gus comes with me hopefully and my cat does not like to travel so the cat stays at home mm. so i always have someone who stays in with the cat um and i flip i'm like a, a neurotic housewife i check and i want updates all the time and photos and all of yeah. that so it's just there is enough. a Duty of care. We, even if you're on holiday, yeah, you're having a, an awesome time. But you need to check. You need to check up. And also, you know, it's not fair to expect domestic workers and gardeners and that to mm. to take on a responsibility that they aren't. Um, it's just simply not enough care. Educated, exactly. Oh no, it's 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 very bad. And I mean, even you hear horror stories of people rocking up at shelters or vet practices, and they're like, "Oh well, I'm going on holiday, so I'm getting getting rid of my dog. I'll get yeah. a new one when I get back." That's it. That's it. Yes. Either they they give them up for adoption, mm-hmm. or they'll come in and yes, the dog is 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 maybe old. It's eight or so, but yeah. it's, it's got it's a good four or five years exactly. to go still, you know. And they're like, oh no, put it to sleep because it's oh. so old. But in actual fact, they're just going they're away. Just being selfish, and and they're not interested in looking after the dog or making arrangements mm. that the dog is looked after properly. It's just too easy to get rid of animals. That's the trick. It's just too easy. It's to too get easy a new to one. get animals. Mm. It's too easy to get animals, and it's too easy to give, to get rid of them. Mm. Exactly. And it's just, and, and, and I do have, and, you know, we get frustrated, especially with, with some of the vets that, um, uh, don't take in strays. But, um, mm. you know, some of the vets nowadays don't take strays. Yeah. We, we get the good vets like Nolene that still take in strays. <laughs> but, um, uh, some veterinarians don't take strays anymore. Yeah. So you have that, that problem. Where do you go with the strays? Exactly. Um, and they get lumped into, um, rescue organizations or, yeah. um, uh, you just don't have. There's nowhere no. to go with and these animals. And it's not even. It's not even their responsibility. It's actually the municipality's responsibility. Correct. And the SPCAs are full. Yeah, exactly. So. And the government, the government or the municipality is, you know, not not yes. supporting any of the welfare organisations with that in terms of catching strays or even exactly housing, exactly. feeding the strays. So exactly. it's it's a yeah. This this time of year is really not. Mm. 
not good for animal welfare mm. um, and we as South Africans I think we uh, we should shoulder a lot of blame for that because mm. I think we've got a culture that doesn't show enough care I mean I worked in London for four years and the culture there was completely different because um, in London and that, that was, it was a bit to the extreme so you know people will own Labradors in fourth floor st- um, apartments and keep them in cages it's a different but they run them yes. they take them for runs mm. four times a day yes. you know when I was working at the emergency clinic I used to phone calls at four o'clock in the morning hello yes I've just taken my greyhound for a run in the park I'm like it's four o'clock in the morning in winter in England what <laughs> I've also seen that what <laughs> so yeah it's it is it's a it's a tricky yeah. thing and then I mean vet vet clinics this time of year are also mad no? yeah, yeah. what are some of the common busy, things that busy. you that you're seeing mostly skin skin yeah. cases itchy yeah. skins um and then you know, unfortunately, you've got your your drunk owner that yes. runs over the dog in the driveway. That happens so legs often, yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. people are having a jewel and oof. yeah, everyone's happy and it's you know the silly season. And, yes. you know, even though we shouldn't be driving drunk, people are. Yes. And then what happens is, is oops, yep. the dog was in the driveway or the dog ran out to greet exactly. you and then got driven over. So that's you know yeah. the emergency clinics also. Yeah, working overtime, people are going out late. You know, having dinners, having. Christmas yeah. parties and stuff and then two o'clock in the morning you know Whoops. where do you go with your dog exactly um, and so I think that that's an important thing I, don't, I think that the general public don't realize that vets take holidays too and they're entitled to so you can't expect your small ordinary veterinary practice to be open 24 7 exactly they, they outsource that to um, specialized emergency clinics mm-hmm. and yes. ladies and gentlemen you're going to pay a lot of money mm-hmm. yeah, but that's so how it fees. works that's mm-hmm. just how it works and getting irate and that doesn't make a difference, you know. You can't expect your vets to work all the time. No. And you need to understand accidents will happen out of hours. Exactly. It's Surface like, law. It's yes. Like, it's mm-hmm. like kids. And, and Exactly. You know, nobody ever breaks a leg at uh, <laughs> 2 o'clock in the afternoon. At 2 o'clock on a Monday. 2 o'clock in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's something that really people need to get a grip on and realize. And the services are... Are limited. They're not that many emergency cl- emergency clinics, but each vet will have their their out of hours clinic that does service service them, and it's obviously a very important um, role. I think also one of the things that I'd like you to talk about is things that dogs eat this time of year. Oh uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's also there's lots of chocolates and cakes yep. and yummy goodness yep. sort of lying around and and from. And that's poisonous to dogs. And parties and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so your your normal chocolates, raisins, nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, also getting to, to, to very fatty foods can yes. cause issues tummy with upsets. the pancreas and tummy okay. upsets and stuff like that. Um, so if you are having a braai, please be careful. You know, don't and ask bones. Yes. And bones. Don't feed any bones. Oh, my goodness, Gus. Gus is <laughs> having a reverse <laughs> sneeze in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. he's not liking this topic very much. Yeah, he's, he's like, like I I bones. bones. I want bones. <laughs> yeah, please. Like bones are just—they are the absolute worst things awful. that you could give your dogs. Yeah. I mean, so many times I've seen bones crack teeth, bones get stuck in gums, bones get stuck in intestines, mm-hmm. and then it's a ten thousand rand operation yep. sure. to go and get that bone out of your dog's yep. intestine. Um, and and sometimes. The dog doesn't make it after yeah. you've done that up, you know. It's um, a big up. It's, it's a very big up. And that's so. all bones. All bones. Cooked bones, raw bones, chicken bones, any pi- bones. Pig, 
pork bones, any bones. No Nobody, bones are good bones. Yes. No bones are good bones, no, exactly. No. Gus exactly. is very, very deprived. I'm a cruel, very cruel mother, he thinks, because I don't let him have bones. You, you need to find safe chewing toys, you know. And Those I found his favorite thing on this whole planet is ostra- ostrich sinew. Okay. You get yeah, them the dried. The dried. Yeah. He loves them. And those are really good and they help clean his teeth and all of that. So exactly. they are healthy treats. And just be responsible. Them. I mean, make sure that you watch him when he chews that. Um, yeah. When they're looking a bit disgusting and all chewed up and stuff, chuck them out, get a new one. Exactly. That's um, important. Rope toys are great. They also yeah. clean teeth really well. But play with your dog with them. Yes. because And make sure they're size appropriate. You know, Always okay. make sure that it's much bigger. Um, than your dog is so that they're not going to swallow it. Oh, that's clever. That's mm. quite important. Yeah. Um, so I think also one of the big, the big problems this time of year and other times of year is fireworks, the mm. bane of all of our existence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I wish they would actually outlaw those completely. I know, but oof, the, yeah, I don't know if that's a wish we're ever going to get to. I hope so because it's so unnecessary. I mean, so what are, what are the, some of the experiences that you've had with fireworks? Well, I think, uh, and again, that the thing that we see is is that you know, it's, you know we're never going to probably win that fight. Um, is that when when dogs do then get out? Mm-hmm. Um, Apart from the injuries that you see when they do um, try and escape the property, because unfortunately dogs, when they hear the, the fireworks or the, the noise, they think that it happens in their property. And if mm. they escape, They'll they're not going to hear it somewhere else. Yeah. They're not going to. They're running away from the noise from mm. their property. Um, stray animals, uh, and, and something that we would like the public to do more, more of is to microchip the animals so that mm-hmm. you know when we pick That's them so up, um, that we can identify them. Um, you know, whenever I see a stray dog, I pray. That when I pick it up, mm. I, we would be able to um, identify it so that we can return it back to the owners, mm. um, and also to collar and and, and identify, mm. you know, to tag the the, the animals, collar yeah. and, and 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 tag the, the animals so that we can get that them return important. them to the to the owners and do both. Yeah. Um, we always ask uh, that people do both um, okay. uh, for you know because a, a collar, uh, you know, microchip. Uh, not all people know to yes. take the animal to to be scanned for a microchip, um, but and a collar is is, is can. Convenient in a tag because you can immediately phone See, the number yeah. on the tag and, and return yeah. them to the owner. Um, and a microchip they have to still take to to somebody with a scanner so that okay. they can uh, ident- so that we can get them back to the owner. And Nolene, how how do people go about getting their animals microchipped? Um, any vet will do okay. it. Um, a lot of the welfare organisations, so okay. like your SPCA's and stuff, will do it as well. Um, and then cost is dependent on 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 what microchip they're using. So it'll range from between 150 to to 550 rand okay. for a microchip. Um, just depends on on the type of microchip they're using. I mean, there's 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 a couple of companies out there that that do the microchips. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's 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 such a great thing when the mm. when the dog comes in and you put the scanner Beep. over it and you hear that little yeah. beep. It's so excited. But people also then need to realise they need to keep that. The numbers and their addresses and stuff exactly. up to date. So when you're changing your address or so, you know, make sure yeah. that you know the bank must know and everything. Make sure that the microchip people know where you live now. Exactly. I've had it before where a dog comes in and you're like, oh, great, a microchip. And you phone the number. Oh, this number doesn't exist exactly. anymore. Or, oh, no, we 
gave the dog to somebody yeah, else like eight years ago and you know, we don't know what their number is anymore yeah. and ugh, so frustrating so but i think it's important can you explain exactly how a microchip works because I, th- I think some people are under the misimpression that it's like a car s- a car tracker and yeah. you've got it's this magic thing tracker, and then you phone a number and it can like zoom in on the map and there's your dog oh, wish, with, by the way wish. if they make that gus would have that but mm-hmm. we'll just get explain there. it we'll get okay, there really yeah i think there's, there's it, stuff does in the, it, oh. it does exist and and it'll become much more accessible in the future. You see, the problem with 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 GPS stuff is it runs off a battery. So uh, um, there's no little battery powering the microchip. So okay. they, I think the technology is now that they're going to use the kinetic energy from as oh, the dog walks brilliant. and runs away okay. and stuff like that. That then that that will power the GPS tracker, and you'll be able to actually put it on your cell phone and have a look. Mm. There's stuff that you can put on their collars now. So little tags and stuff oh. that can go on the collar that like will keep them in a specific radius. Will let you know on your cell phone oh, if clever. they've gone out of that radius. Oh. So you can mark your your, your fence line, your fence line um, oh. as that but you know no at the moment microchips don't work like that yeah. um, they're just uh, a, a little microchip that goes into underneath the dog's skin mm-hmm. um, and then as you put a scanner over it will come up with a number mm-hmm. um, and then that number is registered on a network so depending on the different the different Companies all have different numbers. Okay. Um, and then depending, you can see what their numbers are. You can phone that company. And that company has your details. Ah. Um, and that's why it's important to keep your details current with that company. Um, oh, and then they'll clever. give it to the vet or welfare organization or wherever the dog has landed up. Um, and then we contact you directly and say, you know, we have Fluffy, you know. Oh, that's um, brilliant. And you can okay. pop through and pick Fluffy up. Um but yeah, we we're gonna. It's gonna get to a time where where you can actually hmm. GPS your dog. <laughs> Gazi, I'm gonna spy on you. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, okay. Um, so listeners, please, we don't bite. Um, you can get hold of us on our Unless you're number. A bat. <laughs> then y'all bats don't bite. They're friends. Bats are friends, not enemies. <laughs> Reconciliation, remember. How big were these bats, by the way? They were just um, little Cape Serotine bats. They about they the size of a small ba- No, they were bigger. Rubbish. They were, they, they were about the size. They seem bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Like a palm size. <laughs> okay, my thumb's bigger. They're about the size of my thumb. It's a Cape Serotine. I saw the photo. South American fruit bats this size. <laughs> Come now, we're yeah. not in a fishing expedition. Don't need to exaggerate. <laughs> No, it was a Cape Serotine bat. Well, the photo that you showed me, which is a common a common bat species. They are insect eaters. They don't suck your blood, and they will not fly into your hair. A bat is able to echo- echolocate a mosquito to eat it. That is how like fine tuned oh, their system oh. is. So they're not going to fly into your hair. Yeah. I want those in my house. I also want. I would love <laughs> to have some mosquitoes. Yeah. You can oh, have mine with pleasure. If I find those. another one, I'll. No, you won't keep it in me. a Tupperware no. for you. No, keep, we do not keep things me. in captivity, Danielle. Remember. <laughs> Remember. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with them. I wish my dogs would kill them, but I'd love to have one of those in my house. What would my tortoise do with it? Oh, fuck. Oh, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Danielle knows how to really, really grind me. I am, a, obviously, as everyone knows, an avid wild wildlife lover and I'm completely opposed to the keeping of wild animals as pets and I was absolutely horrified how many years ago? Oh no, maybe 10 years now. 10 bloody years ago when my bloody best friend came to me and said I want to get tortoises. (laughs) Gus <laughs> oh, is just having a real sneeze. So I'm very embarrassed to say that my best friend has tortoises as pets. They are kept outside in the garden. Gus, oh, he's having a schnork. Sounds like a pig. <laughs> yes, he is quite pig-like. Um, yes, but so that's a sore topic of 
Oh, thanks. I'm so happy you brought that up. But no, the tortoises would do nothing about the bats because okay. tortoises are tortoises and bats are bats. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Tortoises eat grass and should be in the wild, eating mm. wild grass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> as opposed to domestic as you grass. can tell, we've had <laughs> as you can tell, we've had this conversation more than once. <laughs> but at least Danielle has got two male tortoises, so they're not breeding. But they are in love long. with each other. Yeah. Oh, they gay, gay tortoises, yeah. Gay yes. Yeah. You have a yeah. an open an open tortoise situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, as I was saying, we don't bite. We're actually quite a lot of fun, especially today. I should bring my friends in on the show more often. This I is think quite, you should. This is quite fun. And see, if I can just quickly just jump yes. back onto the fireworks thing. Yes. Um, just to, I, I digress onto the, the microchipping and the strays, but if people, um, you, you know, just with regards to fireworks and if they know that that's going to happen, especially around New Year's, yes. if they can keep their animals just closed, enclosed. Okay. Um, oh, as opposed to like in the garden. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's just the safest option. Try and keep them as calm as they can. They can get um, some over-the-counter calming medication, yeah. um, something like Calm Ease or... Um, uh, other things attain yeah. or something like that. But Nolene, it's quite calm. important that these dogs are seen by a vet. Um, would you say? Would you say if your dog's if, got a severe firework phobia? If your dog has got a very severe firework phobia, then you need to take it into your local vet. Um, let them do a clinical exam on the dog, um, and then prescribe um, certain medications yes. that 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 usually we will give a, a Valium derivative plus okay. something like the, the Calmies or the Anxitane um, just to help take the edge off things. It's yeah. never going to make your dog um, okay with what's going on. You're going to have to stay home. You're going to have to stay home, put loud music on okay. um, the TV loud or whatever, stay home, make sure you're there to, to, to help your dog. There's nothing we can give that's going to sedate your dog because mm-hmm. it, that's unfortunately un- unsafe. You know, yes. We can only sedate when, when there's a vet present. Um, yes. And, and we're doing a procedure or something like that. So this is just something that just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take the, the edge off a okay. little bit, but it's important to, to sort of make plans to, to be there on New Year's. Yes. Um, especially you if you live in a neighborhood that's, you know, prone to fireworks. have, have lots of fireworks. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really important. And that's like Tanya says, dogs hurt themselves. I've mm. seen dogs jump through windows, oh. um, lacerate, you know, uh, ephemeral vein. Um, so there was just blood oh. everywhere. Did it make it? Yes. Oh, it wow. Did, yeah. Oh, go, yeah. Dr. Nolene. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and yeah, um, you know, dogs will jump through windows. Dogs will try yeah. to get over fences. There's plenty of pictures in, in, in the media and stuff about dogs that have impaled themselves yeah. on, on, um, on, on fences and it's stuff, just trying things. to get away from, from, from noises and stuff like that. So mm. it is important that you, that you, Make sure that you're home with your dog. Yeah, and if you know that you've got a dog that is particularly mm. susceptible to fireworks, um, you do need to take precautions and really be active. Well, I think that almost all dogs are scared of. I mean, it's just nothing that no no animal enjoys loud noise like that. Yeah, it's just no animal. Even if they're not afraid of um, thunder or lightning, um, when it comes to fireworks, it's that's different. just terrifying yeah. for any animal to to, and especially if it happens in their garden Oof. or right next door or across the road, it's just terrible for them. And all the and they're going to try and get away from that. Well, because then you've got a dog yes. that tries to bite it or children. It's just mm. so unnecessary. Mm. Exactly. Why can't people get their jollies off in different ways? Yes. Yeah. Really. Oh, mm. Lots of sparkling. 
Exactly. <laughs> Just have a glass of wine. Exactly. Only popping we on here is champagne cork. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you can get us on our number, which is 0861 if you want to call in. Otherwise, we're on Twitter at cliffcentral.com. Or you can get hold of us on WeChat. Our ID is Cliff Central. To send you to do that, you send us a message. You tap connect and then message to show. So we're going to have a quick little music break now, and I'm going to steal some kisses from my dog Gus. Um, this is CliffCentral.com. Cliff Central. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Animal Central on cliffcentral.com That was the awesome song X's and O's by Ellie King. It's one of my favorites at the moment. So we are back after our little break. Um, I've got Tanya Nell from Canine Best Friends, Dr. Nolene Funneberg from Fairlands Vet, and my hashtag BFF, Danielle. Um, we've been talking about Christmas cruelty and some of the problems that um, animals face over the festive season and we're going to talk more about dogs and cats, but I think I also just want to miss, have a little mention about where people are going on holiday to now. So most of the Lucky Valleys are going down to the beach. So that's um, an awesome break for, for um, obviously, us people who don't have the beach near us. And I think there's an interesting thing that I heard today. There was a, a killer whale, a dead one found, I think, in PE, was oh it? Oh, my goodness. That beached. It's sorry, it's... It's a, it's amazing, Bizarre. you know. Killer whales don't come up um, this way very water, often, yeah. yeah. So I wonder. I sure we'll we'll hear what it died of um, as as it progresses. But the, yeah, those poor holidaymakers. That is a bit of a sight because you know killer whale is quite a large animal, um, and the removal of whales and that from the <coughs> coast um, yeah. beaches. I can when imagine beached. that would be very big job. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it it's quite a big job. So. Yeah, but I think important when you're on the beach, you need to respect um, the fact that it is nature. It is a natural area. So you need to be very considerate of your littering, please. Um, you know, driving on pristine beaches is not okay. I think that happens a lot more up Mozambique way. Not so much here, but don't drive your vehicles on beaches. Don't litter. If you're a fisherman, please be very, very cautious of where you're leaving your fishing line or your fishing nets because that causes a lot of harm to a lot of different animals. So just be conscious of um, the wildlife and the areas that you're in and just be respectful. That's my preach for the day. Then mm. I think another topic that we definitely need to speak about is the giving of animals as gifts. Yeah. Noel, your thoughts on that? Um, you know, it's okay. Uh if you're going to give a puppy or a or a kitten as a gift um that's okay just make sure that you you've planned for it you know mm. if if you're a mom or a dad giving um your 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 child a gift um make sure that 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 you know that your 6 year old is mm. not going to feed and pick up poop and stuff you're the mm. one that's going to be yeah. doing that so make sure you've you you've that you've planned as a family mm. to have an extra member of the family mm-hmm. um if you are a friend or so and you are wanting to give a puppy or kitten to to another friend don't do it until you've really discussed it with yeah. them um you know lots of people are very well meaning and and you know they'll see a cute puppy and think oh you know bob will love that and all they do is get you know make sure you've discussed it with your friend yeah. um beforehand before doing it you know um an animal is a is is a lifetime commitment yeah. make sure everybody's on board 
making sure that it's a lifetime commitment yeah. and that it's going to be part of the family. It's not just going to be lived for um, a day or, or yeah. 48 hours or something and then put outside and forgotten about, exactly. you know. So mm. And that they've got the financial means. Yep. Exactly. And even silly never things. never be a surprise. Exactly. And I mean, even silly things like nowadays, we all live in, we all live in complexes and there's mm. body corporate rules. So, mm. you know, I think it's just, it's crazy. Mm. You can't buy someone a, a, a live animal as a gift. As a gift. As, like someone that's, yes, children, if they're part of your family mm. or, you know, possibly if it's your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you've been speaking about making space for an animal, then yes. But I think also what's important is that if you're going to do that, it has to, mm. has to come from an adoption shelter. Mm. <laughs> I also think so. One of sure. don't, don't buy from pet shops. No. I, re- I rehomed a Jack Russell um, a while ago that was given as a, a surprise 21st birthday gift. <gasps> To a girl um, no. that works with me, yeah, and she, at, when he was nine months old, and I didn't actually um, neutered him. Um, she she had to, she came to me. She said to me, she really she loves him. Yeah. she loves animals, but it just came at such a bad yeah, time in her life, and I she mean, didn't expect. She didn't. She her friends knew that she loves animals, and she's always wanted cruel. a dog, but she didn't want one at twenty one, and she didn't. And it was just came at such a bad time oh. in her life, and she really tried to fit him into her life, and she and that's so she cruel because the a good guilt home. that she must feel, yeah. and it's not her fault. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, the guilt, and you put these. She people, felt terrible. How can you say no to a puppy? Mm. We found him a fantastic home, oh, and it has a happy brilliant. ending. But still, she said to me that she really did not want a dog, yeah. and she took him and she tried to fit him into her life, and and at nine months old, she said to me, she just really she can't give him the life that he that he needs. She she wants to travel. She goes yeah, exactly. out and she goes on uh, out and she goes out with her friends yeah. and she goes away for weekends and he just doesn't fit into her life. Oh, and that's and it was horrible of her friends to give yes, her, her, her really a surprise twenty okay. first birthday gift. Boo on you! That's mm. not very good. Oh man, I think. As you said about neutering, that's also something that I will harp on until the day that I die. It is so important mm. um, for people to sterilize their animals. And I think this Christmas, you should give the gift of giving by not letting them give birth. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes. If but your I mean, animal is not yet spayed or neutered, um, please get it done. Mm. You know, um, A lot of people will come into the, the practice and say, Oh, but they just want the dog to have one litter mm-hmm. and, and it drives me mad because you're not a breeder. Exactly. Um, more than likely you're not breeding a, a, a highly pedigreed yeah. dog, um, or cat. And, and what happens is, is, is that dog or cat has exactly. six offspring. Um, and then those, those offspring have six offspring. Exactly. Each. And, and then you've created a whole disaster. The argument that we get is what Nalene says is we get a lot of people saying that they want their children to experience the miracle mm. of puppy or kitten birth. No. If oh, they want to, no. if they want to see it, they can get in touch with me or they can get okay. in touch with a rescue organization, um, like Ark Animal Center or yes. Kitty and Puppy Haven. They have a lot of pregnant, oh, uh, wow. about to give birth females and they can go and experience it idea. there if they want it and they can see it. Or they idea. can just Google and they can YouTube exactly. and see it on YouTube mm. if they want to. It's such a rubbish ex- They don't excuse. have to actually right. have. Did they have to the meet puppies? dinosaurs? Did they have to touch dinosaurs <laughs> to believe in dinosaurs? No. Are they going to go into theater with their auntie and watch her exactly. give birth? Exactly. No. Exactly. So if they really want to experience it, there's a, there's a lot of, unfortunately, we, we, we get a lot of 
um, highly, highly pregnant females that okay. we rescue out of townships and mm-hmm. out of other areas where we can, okay. that, that are too late to, to do anything yeah. about that we unfortunately have to have the birth. Yeah. And there's constants of them. So okay. if they really want to experience yeah. it, and I'm, and I'm being a little bit facetious, but if they really want to experience <laughs> it, um, we can arrange for that to happen if they want to. Yeah. Um, and it still happens around, uh, all the time. Okay. So I, I don't understand why they really no. want, have to experience I think it's it. A rubbish Excuse. Because as soon as the puppies are born and the kittens are born, then they realize how much work it is exactly. and how much effort it is. And then they have to take care of it. Yep. And and if mommy doesn't want to feed, then they have to feed. And, mm. and it's just, I don't understand. And then they have to find homes for them. And then they just dump them at an organization mm-hmm. or at exactly. the SPCA or somewhere. So I, do, I no. really do not understand why they actually have to experience that. Um, no. It really does not make sense. And these people who are also like, oh, but my dog never leaves the yard. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. No, no. You cannot say that with certainty. No, you, you can't. Cannot. Mm. No, no, you can't. It just takes one little exactly. lapse in judgment, or somebody coming yep. in, a paver, or a builder, yep. or the pool man, or the gardener, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and oops, there's the oops. dog out the gate and gone. Yeah. And yeah. And you, um, Tanya, you said an interesting fact that pretty much every single stray dog that you find is yes. an intact male dog. Yes. And if you just go onto Facebook or especially Facebook, if you just have a look, every single stray male dog or every single stray dog that you see is an unneutered male. Yeah. And the majority of them are, uh, in fact, we don't find uh, an unneutered yeah. uh, yeah, dog. Yeah, you don't really. Yeah. No. You and never, that's, ever, that's so ever. important. I mean. And they're the ones that go wandering. Exactly. They're the ones that go wandering. So you say, oh, your dog keeps on getting out of your yard and, your yard and escaping. Well, one easy solution is to sterilize them. Yeah. And I think people don't realize mm-hmm. there's so wandering. many health benefits yeah, to nurturing exactly. your animals. Do you want to talk a bit about that, Nolene? Yeah. Um, so for your male dogs, um, prostate cancer, mm-hmm. um, enlarged prostate, mm-hmm. prostate hyperplasia. Um, and, and testicular cancer, you really? know, so those so are the reduce, benefits to reduce, reduce risks by by neutering them. Um, for your females, yeah. um, so if you neuter your, uh, spay your female before her first heat, yes. um, the chances of her getting breast cancer are zero. Oh, wow. Um, and then later on in life also, uh, uterus infections, um, yeah. and, and, and certain types of cancers. Um, look, I mean, at the moment there is a, there is a drive, um, coming out of your, like the first world countries where, you know, maybe sterilizing the, um, after their sexual maturity, um, mm-hmm. prevents bone cancer. But it's, it's a big, you know, there's a big yeah. debate raging at the moment. And, and Tanya can say, you know, a lot of, yeah. um, on Facebook people are like, oh, but you know, you don't actually have to sterilize. The thing is, is that it's, it's like I see your 3% bone yes. cancer versus your 5% yeah. of this type of cancer. Exactly. And you have to weigh up the benefits. I think, um, the bigger problem in this country is is about um, having having so many dogs that are put exactly. to sleep because there are exactly. no homes for them, and that comes from mm. you know unsterilized um, dogs that that are bred, mm. or or you know and and then you have twelve puppies that you don't know what to exactly. do with, and you just it's so easy, again it's so easy yeah. to get rid of them, take them to the SPCA, yeah. leave them there, walk away, you know it's not your problem anymore. Yeah. So um, rather. Get your get your animal sterilized earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, six months of age. Uh, and they just so, they mu- they much better animals. I mean, Gus, I got Gus because he was rehomed because he was aggressive. Gus, that, no. that aggressive. Look at that. The face. He's not aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> I mean, the only the only reason he was aggressive is because he had his balls and he was in a house with other dogs that had their balls. So exactly. they fought because that's a natural oh, behavior. It's dominance. That's I got gas, animals. Castrated um, him and he's a delight. Exactly. He come he goes to dog parks, all the dog parks, he friends with big big dogs, little dogs, pigs, horses, you name it. And I mean, he he is a much easier dog to manage now. The first cuz obviously he still had the re- remnants of testosterone left in his system when mm-hmm. I first adopted him. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it it looked like it was exhausting with all of those hormones for him because he was just constantly, constantly on the yeah. Like yeah. It's, they're so vigilant. And yeah, stuff. whereas he's it just really, chilled out now. It doesn't. People worry that it affects their personality, especially mm. the male dogs. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just it just takes, takes down the edge off the edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just takes the edge off. Makes him a lot more relaxed about yeah. life. Sure. A lot more easygoing. Yeah. And and a lot more trainable actually. That's think, true. So. His anyway. attention span has yeah. definitely improved. Definitely um, he still a lot more. Yeah, he still has to pee on all the trees. Every oh, single tree. Every tree. Pee male. Yeah, no, totes. <laughs> but he doesn't pee inside. Just on the trees. Um. So, Nolene, we were chatting a bit in the break about the microchip, and you were saying that there's some amazing, very clever thing. Oh uh, yes. Um. Get me known. They do a, a a thing for the holidays, which is flag a responsible person. So, okay. Um. You can put on temporarily. You know, if your neighbour or whoever's looking after your dogs and cats at, at home, you can put their number as the first option to phone. Okay. Um. Just for for a while, in case sort of you're going to be overseas or something like that, and you're going to not be able to reach you. Um, we know who's pet sitting your 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 animals oh, and, and who to phone. Um, uh, you know, immediately when that's when if an clever. animal comes in. Um, oh. something else to do as well is you know just go before you go on holiday, go and chat with your 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 vet, mm-hmm. um, and just make an arrangement that if something does go wrong while you're away, mm-hmm. that whoever's looking after your your pets can can bring them in, mm-hmm. um, and and you guys can either sort out a bill, you know, when you get back, or you can EFT it, or you can even put money, you know, sort of mm-hmm. into the into the vet's account, okay. just sort of as a temporary you know, sort of clever. thing to say, okay, well, you know, just in case something goes wrong, you really have the money, so go ahead, um, but just make sure that uh, you know if you are getting a pet sitter in, mm-hmm. um, that they know. Who to take your 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 animal to? Because it's very difficult if suddenly you know I'm seeing an animal for the first time, but maybe it's a chronic condition. Yeah, um, you need to take mm-hmm. it to to the vet that 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 always sees your dog and cats and make sure that that they know where to go and and how to get a hold of them. True. No, that's that's very important. And I think also, if you are like me and you take your pet your dog with you on holiday, I think you need to also be quite. Um, Attentive to their safety in the car, because if they if they're loose in the car, I mean, I look at little Gus and he'd just be like a rugby ball. He'd go straight through the window. Exactly. So it's important. There are a variety of contraptions. You know, if your dog is crate trained, put them in the crate or um, get a harness and attach them to the seat some way. Make sure that you've got your fresh food and water and a comfortable bed for them. Make sure you stop a lot, let them out, pee, get water and stuff. Um, and there are some medications. Um, again, you need to take your, your dog or cat into the vet, um, to get those medications that will help with car sickness. Um, so if you're, if you know that your dog gets sick in the car, so, um, go through to your vet, take your dog with or cat with, let them do a clinical exam, um, and then they can give you medication for that. That's, that's very good advice. Um, I think also what's important is that, you need to have some sort of sign that you've got animals in your vehicle. I've got a little dog on board sticker. 
like you know people have baby on board because if there's yes, a, there's yeah. an accident if you're mm-hmm. in an accident there should be some mm-hmm. some sign saying listen there are animals you should look for them and also possibly who to contact in case of emergency for the animals because if you're knocked on knocked unconscious and your animals are are there so i saw there is um some clever people on Pinterest and Facebook and that who do little cards that you can put in your wallet saying, mm-hmm. listen, if you find mm-hmm. me and I've got my animal with me, please contact so or so or whatever. Because that's, know. you know, these horrible, awful, awful, awful things do happen, can I think happen. That goes along with, with uh, responsible pet ownership as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to think about that um, for, you know, in all your, your financial planning and everything mm-hmm. else that you do um, for your animals if you, ha- if you have. Yeah, part and, of your and your will, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like what, yeah. you know, you've got what to think happens. about what happens to them. Exactly. Because um, if something happens to you, who's going to take care of them? Somebody's oh. going to. Gus and Nabs are going yeah. to America. They're going to the grandma. Oh, oh. No, it's already, it's already <laughs> sorted. <laughs> Granny in America. Gus is going to be a California boy. If I, oh, no, he, no, he's not because that means I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nolene, you, you've. I've always admired you as a vet because you've always had. <laughs> I don't want anything. <laughs> Guys, so Nolene, we, we studied it and wanted to put it together. She did um, veterinary, obviously, and I did veterinary nursing. And she now has the prior. <laughs> I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse that she is Gus's vet. Oh, so whilst I am a qualified veterinary nurse, when it comes to Gus, <laughs> I'm an absolute retard. I took yeah. Gus rushing into Nolene the one time because he had he had very bad bloody diarrhea and I was convinced sure. he was dying of parvovirus. Even yeah. though he's had all of his vaccinations, I was convinced. So Nolene is very good at <laughs> <laughs> treating it's calming the storm. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> treating Gus and dealing with my meltdown. <laughs> but I've always admired you as the vet because you've been so active in animal welfare. Um, and you really do it sort of from the goodness of your heart. Mm. And I think that's, you know, so often ba- vets get such a bad rap of that they're all just money grubbers or oh, all that. All in for the money. Exactly. Even but though there isn't really that much there's money. There's no money. <laughs> and no sleep. There's no sleep. <laughs> what, highest suicide rate? Yeah, that's <laughs> Nolene's Ferrari parked outside. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's a profession with the, with the highest suicide rate sort mm. of globally. It's, it's quite scary actually and you know luckily we've we've started a bit of a um, a Facebook page to to support vets oh, you know vets supporting vets and we can get on there and say hey guys I had a bad day or you oh, know um, and everybody's sort of um, can share their experiences and, and help you out just just remember that next time you go into your vet don't exactly. give them such a hard time exactly <laughs> go, go give your vet a hug yes I like <laughs> that I appreciate that no and I mean that's the thing vets, vets generally became vets because they love animals exactly Exactly. Just remember, we do. We we and you study really, long. Really do love the, you know, the study is it's a very long, um, it's a long course that you do. You have to course. learn every single. You know, humans mm-hmm. learn one species. Mm-hmm. Human doctors they learn one species. You have That's to learn right. cows, dogs, cats, chickens, sheep, chickens, yeah. horses. You know, horses. all sorts of different. And each animal has got completely different things. Just, just don't take Nolene or horse. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, yes, no. Yeah. Nolene, uh, <laughs> Phelan's vet. There's no horses. There's no horses. <laughs> uh, I like horses, um, but from a distance. <laughs> pretty, pretty to look at. Yeah. So what's the yeah, strangest thing someone's brought in? Um, strangest animal? 
I think, well, I mean, uh, we see a lot of exotics now um, as well. Unfortunately. So, yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, we were talking about bats earlier. I've, I've mm. seen little baby bats that we had to sort of hand feed and stuff. Um, and uh, I've actually seen a lion. Um, oh. at, at, okay. at my very first job, we did a lion that got eat, that had a fight with another lion and we had to clean up wounds and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you get your iguanas and your... Um, which Ooh, is also a bugbear for Ainsley, yeah. you know. Poor, poor malign. That's Bearded also, dragons. yeah, bearded dragons. Yeah. And, and the stuff funny and thing is, is I, could you agree that about 98% of every single exotic animal that you see is due to human negligence? Exactly. 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 Yeah. But yeah. that is a, is whole, a whole different topic. Another oh, yes. topic and I may need no, a margarita <laughs> to get through that, <laughs> <laughs> that topic. Okay. Now to wrap up this Christmas show, Tanya, I want your Christmas wish list. I want five things you want our listeners to do Think of change something to make the world a better place. Well, I think um, well, I think the exotics is a is a good topic mm. to have. Mm. <laughs> um, I think definitely responsible pet ownership is something mm-hmm. that um, people should really give some thought to and really t- look at themselves um, and and teach their children um, spaying and neutering, stopping mm-hmm. stopping yes. breeding um, as a whole. Um, they should stop animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. Um, Adopt from shelters yes. um, uh, as opposed to, to buying from breeders and also donate to their rescues, rescue yes. organizations, um, please. I um, like your wish list. Mm-hmm. Knowles? Well, yeah, very similar to Tanya's, but uh, vaccinate. Yes. Please vaccinate your animals. If you are um, going to get a, a puppy or a yeah. kitten as a gift this year, please make sure that all vaccinations are done. Don't um, go, the breeder will often say, oh, but all the vaccinations are done. You need to have proof, proof number one, yeah. a vaccination card. Number two, often only f- the first vaccination has been given, um, and there's a whole series of vaccinations that need to be done. So chat to your vet, mm-hmm. um, even if you just phone in the, into the offices and just ask them, um, they've gotten this, what else do they need? Um, spay and neuter, mm-hmm. um, hugely important. Um, look after your pet, yeah. So mm-hmm. make sure that you, that, that you're getting your kids involved with your, with mm-hmm. your animals. So brushing, feeding, mm-hmm. um, training, stuff like that. Take your, take your dog, um, through to, to a dog school. Um, get it trained, make sure it can walk on a lead, can sit, stay, do the, the basics. Yeah. And is friendly with other dogs so that you can go through to a dog park. Um, and, 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 and have fun with your dog at a dog park. Um, and then also just, you know, um, make sure you're feeding good food. Um, and like Tanya says, give to your, your welfare organizations. Awesome. Please, listeners, if you can aim to do all of them, maybe just one or two of them. Well, thank you all to my lovely, lovely guests. It's been an awesome, awesome show. And we will, I will be back next week. Thank you for having us. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Cliff Central Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com. Animal Central on Cliffcentral.com. This is Cliffcentral.com.